0: you're listening to the ticker podcast from ir magazine a roundup of this week's leading stories and industry comment from the world of investor relations direct from our central london studio
1: this week on the ticker podcast is an ir magazine awards us special as we interview some of the winners from this year's prestigious event Welcome to a special edition of the Ticker Podcast as we share with you a few exclusive interviews with some of the best IR practitioners the world has to offer. This week, we'll be hearing from a few of the top performers at the IR Magazine Awards US 2016, which were held in March this year at the Soprani Wall Street. First, Neil Stewart, who's IR Magazine's editorial director, picked out Nick Rowley, the vice president of IR and financial communications at Philip Morris, on the red carpet to talk about the tobacco producers IR program. Rody spoke to him about providing access to management and what he calls a sea change year for his industry.
0: All right, I'm here with Nick Rowley, someone pretty special. You were nominated at the very first Iron Magazine U.S. Awards in 1996. You're back again in 2016. What do you think got you back in the, in the awards this year? What were analysts and investors uh, focused on over the last year?
2: I think they were focused on the access that we have given them, and uh, just the sheer number of meetings that we've done, both in the U.S. and outside the U.S. We've got a great story to tell. Uh, the underlying fundamentals of the business have been very well, and I think we've we we had good access and good balance with our CFO, our CEO, members of the senior management team, uh, as well as the IR team. So I think there, you know, it validates all the hard work that the team has done. We have a great global team based in New York and Switzerland, and. Uh, I think they've all done a great job and well deserving of the nomination.
0: Was there anything about the industry over the past year, or uh, that that you know maybe made you front of mind for investors and analysts? Were they thinking about Philip Morris more this past year than than other years? I,
2: I think so. There's a there's a big uh, kind of sea change going on in the industry with the advent of reduced risk products. We're the first ones to come out with a heat not burn product. We've been very public about it. We've set out some targets and some goals. We've talked about the science of, of this new product, and I think that's generated. A lot of excitement. Uh, we think it's a game changer for the industry, it's a game changer for the for the, for the the company as well. So I think that's, you know, obviously been a lot of momentum and a lot of public uh, discussion about it.
0: So one of the awards you're up for tonight is the best use
2: of technology and social media. Uh, what does uh, Philip Morris do in those areas? Well, we're using, we're using a lot on our website to push out. We have an excellent website that I think is addressing retail because in our job as the IR team. We're, we're pretty much focused on institutional investors. Uh, it's clearly heavily dominated. Um, but we, we've instituted an IR app about two years ago, which we advertise a lot and market a lot, and that's gotten a lot of traction. And I think generally just the accessibility of, of, of technology. Uh, we're also using a lot more telepresence and video conferencing to reach out to uh, to investors uh, and provide more access. So we're using a lot more of that technology. Excellent. Well, Nick Roley, good luck in the awards tonight. Excellent. It's great
1: to see you here. Thank you. All the best. Thank you. Nick Rowley there from Philip Morris International, who with his team picked up the award for the best IR in the consumer staples industry on the night. Next up is Ellen Taylor, who's head of IR at the Citizens Financial Group, which only had its IPO in September 2014. She told Neil about why her firm's disclosures are praised by the investment community and how it competes with some of the biggest banks in the world.
0: Ellen Taylor, Citizens
1: Financial Group.
0: It's such a pleasure to see you uh, back at the IR Magazine Awards. Hi, Neil. It's great
3: to be here. Thank you so much. It's an honor.
0: Um, Tell us a little bit about your journey uh, to to the awards with Citizens Financial, uh, coming off an IPO in 2014 and clearly, clearly winning praise from investors and analysts. Uh, How have you done that?
3: Um, Yeah, it's been a really exciting and um, busy, busy couple of years since uh, we went public in September 14th. Um, you know, I think because we're a new company and public, uh, newly public company, um, with a turnaround story, we spent a lot of time being really thoughtful about our disclosures. Um, I'd say, you know, we, we accomplished the separation from RBS in uh, about a year, which was about a year earlier than we expected to. So this year we've really started focusing again on a much more proactive and organized inv- investor outreach strategy. Um, you know, IP- IPOs aren't for the faint of heart, and so now we actually have a lot more time to be thoughtful about where we want to spend our time. It's mm-hmm. a
0: one of the things that came out in the survey was um, praise for your disclosure, comprehensive disclosure every quarter, and including, uh, according to the survey, including anyway, even a lot of segmented disclosure and even segmented guidance. Is that right? Could you talk a little bit about about your disclosure?
3: Yeah. So um, I wouldn't say that we give disclosure by segment, but one of the things we have been really diligent about is because. Um, We are. We've got a number of growth strategies across our segments. Every quarter, we provide a report card to investors around some of the metrics that we're focused on in order to deliver on those strategies across the consumer and commercial segment, and then as well as the top of the house. And I think that helps people really understand what it is that we're focused on, what we believe is important, despite what's been somewhat a, a challenging. Environment for financial services firms, given the low rate environment. Okay.
0: Now, uh, compared to your past roles, so of course you were here at the awards with Wachovia, yeah. and 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 then after Wells Fargo, bought it, again still part of the team there, and and doing extremely well. Compared to those giant firms, giant banks, you're at a pretty much smaller organization. How does what's the difference between I.R. then and I.R. now at Citizens?
3: Um, well, there's a lot there's a lot of difference because we're a newly public company um, you know I like to think of IR as a team sport so we're very fortunate we've got a really strong management team who's focused on the right things leadership of Bruce Van Son and Erica Bloff and that's just been really incredible and really important to all the things that we've been able to accomplish in such a short period of time um, It's it's different in that we didn't have a lot of the Foundation of a public company in place in terms of investor reporting, and so we had to spend a lot of time focusing on that. Um, our business model's less complex than Wachovia, so in, in certain ways that that makes it a little simpler. But because we're focused on really turning the company around, we've got a lot of initiatives. Just it 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 means from an IR perspective, we're we have we're focused on a lot more things and involved in a lot more projects, which has been really interesting f- for me professionally and. Um, and it's been a great opportunity to really help the, the company as a whole and our partners across the organization understand what investors care about and what they're focused on. Um, so it's, it's, it's similar but different at the same time.
0: Now, as you said, now you're able to settle into a group, be more proactive, uh, uh, you know, that you're, you're established as a public company. Any highlights looking ahead? Um, what can we expect in 2016 in, in terms of uh, investor events or uh, in, in, in uh, types of reporting?
3: Right. So, um, I, as I said, we're really focused on having a much more proactive, thoughtful, and strategic investor outreach program. We will probably be. Um, uh, be spending a lot more time at uh, in- industry conferences than we were able to do last year just because we were focused on execution internally and needed to be really thoughtful about management time. Um, we're probably not quite ready to do an investor day yet, so we'll, we'll push that one off. But-, but, you know, all in all, just continuing to focus on delivering on the commitments that we've made to investors and, and reporting across our various initiatives.
0: Well, clearly doing an excellent job. The investors and the analysts in the survey are, are full of praise.
1: So good luck in the awards tonight.
3: Well, thanks so much. It was a pleasure.
1: That was Ellen Taylor from Citizens Financial Group, which picked up the Iron Magazine trophy for best IR at a mid-cap firm in the end. Finally, we caught up with Judy Tracy, head of IR at White Medical and a regular award nominee and winner at our US event. She spoke to Neil about challenges surrounding the medical firm's recent merger and looked ahead to plans for 2016.
0: Julie, congratulations on another big year for your IR program and nominations tonight.
4: Thank you, it's really an honor to be nominated again. I can't tell you how thrilled we are and the the company we've been through a lot this last year, so I was rather shocked that we we actually got nominated, but very gratified because I think it just proves how good communication in good times and not so good times is very important. So,
0: well, we often see the companies under the most pressure getting getting chosen for these awards. They, you you come to the fore, you're at the front of investors' mi- minds. What were some of the things? What, what were some of the challenges that you faced, and some of the communications issues you had to you had to take yeah. care of?
4: We had an extended period to wait until our um, merger was approved by the Federal Trade Commission. So we had a lot of on both sides of the equation on an M and A. You know, keeping the communications regular, current consistent all of those things that you need to do and maintain that for an extended period of time as investors you know waited for the merger to close and employees waited for the merger to close so it was a year of trying to keep the story front and center but juggling a lot of moving pieces with uncertain timelines so a lot of interesting challenges
0: so one of the things we looked at in our survey outside of the awards was the, the, some murmurings of moving away from quarterly reporting, never mind quarterly re- guidance, but even quarterly reporting. One of the comments in the survey was, well, look at Wright's quarterly reports. They're a good reason not to move away. From quarterly reporting, because there's such good examples of transparency. What what makes your quarterly um, reporting process stand out?
4: I think the ability to really use those on a quarterly basis to be transparent. We use them to set really are messaging what we're going to begin to say over the next three months and three months with an eye always towards the longer term but i think just regularly getting that update from management and providing them an open forum to ask questions we also do after our calls a lot of follow-up with both analysts and our investors to make sure they understood what we were communicating answer their questions so there's a lot more work actually after the call but i i think it provides a real regular forum and especially 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 when we had such, you know, things that were going on that took time, we needed to be in front of our investors on a regular basis.
0: So now post-merger, you got that done, what's, what, what, looking ahead, do you have any plans or a strategy that you could tell us about?
4: Um, I think just continue to execute, you know, the program and do the fundamentals which I think I sound like a broken record sometimes, but really do the fundamentals well, and be out there, be accessible, um, communicate your message clearly, consistently, and with a lot of credibility, and I, and I think continuing to develop that. So, I don't know that we're going to do any major tweaks on our program, but I think now we have, you know, a different investor base. We're a bigger company, so we appeal to a new group of investors, some of which we're getting to know for the first time, others who've been along with the ride for us. So, all in all, I, I don't see too many changes, but we always try to do something to stay ahead of the curve.
0: Well, good luck Thank going you. forward, and good luck
4: tonight. Thank you very much.
1: That's Judy Tracy from Right Medical there, which in the end won Grand Prix for Best IR at a small cap company, which it's won for several years in a row. You can read more about the IR Magazine Awards US 2016 on our website, which is IRMagazine.com. And there are reports from the evening and a full list of winners, as well as the comprehensive research that goes on behind the scenes, which is contained in the Investor Perception Study US 2016. You can read a lot more about the study and order your own copy if you browse to IRMagazine.com forward slash US 2016. That, unfortunately, is all we have time for on this special US Awards edition of The Ticker Podcast, but we'll be back next week with the usual news and headlines. See you then. Goodbye. You've been listening to The Ticker Podcast from IR Magazine. For
0: free access to all the latest global investor relations news and analysis, register at irmagazine.com or download the app.